Welcome to AM Best Audio. I'm John Weber for AM Best TV and we're at Risk World in Atlanta. I'm speaking today with Scott Stransky. Scott is head of the Cyber Risk Analytics Center at Marsh and McLennan, and Scott, so great to see you here in Atlanta. Yeah, thanks for having me. Scott, you presented here at Risk World. Tell us a little bit about that presentation. Sure, yeah, the presentation was really focusing on quantifying the benefit of various cybersecurity controls. One of the things that we hear from all of our clients is that they have a limited budget. They, they don't have that much money to invest in cybersecurity, not as much as they'd want. And they really want to understand better where to invest that limited budget. Do they put it into multi-factor authentication or email protection or firewalls or this or that or the other thing? So, so in a study, we were able to actually quantify the benefits of each of those different controls. What did you learn? We learned a lot. So, so we started with a few fundamental pieces of data. First, we took our cyber self-assessment, which is a questionnaire with hundreds of questions about cyber controls that our clients fill out. And in parallel, we took our cyber insurance loss data. This is for that same set of companies who filled out that questionnaire. We know which of them have suffered a cyber incident or a loss. And we joined those two data sets together to try to understand which questions were most predictive of having an incident. And there were a lot that came out towards the top. But just to give you a quick overview of what we actually did, we took the probability of a company having a cyber issue given that they didn't implement the control, then the probability that they had a cyber issue that, given that they did have the control, and divided those two things. So if, if you get a division, a ratio of, say, two, that means you're twice as likely to have a cyber incident if you don't do it. If you get a ratio of five, you're five times as likely to have a cyber incident if you don't do it. But if you have a ratio of one, then the control is almost irrelevant. It doesn't help or hurt. So what we found is the most important control has a, a ratio of 5.58, meaning if you don't do this, you're 5.58 times more likely to have an issue. And this is a control related to something we call hardening. It's specifically related to Active Directory. And it's, it's enforcing an Active Directory policy across your organization that says if you don't have permission to do something, you shouldn't be able to get to it on your computer. It sounds very obvious, but if you don't do that, well, you're going to be in big trouble. The bad actors will catch on, and they'll figure out a way to get in. Now, the good news is that most of our clients actually have this in place. In fact, 96% of our clients have it. But for those 4% who don't, this is an area where they should really start to invest their cybersecurity budget to help improve and, and fix their, their situation. So that's the, the highest one. I got to ask, is there a correlation between the score and the type of company? So we did look at the industries as well. And we didn't really see too much of a difference between the industries, but we did see a difference in implementation rates across the industries. So as part of the study, we looked at how many of our clients actually do these things that we suggest are good to do. And it turns out, in general, the education industry is falling a bit behind. They have the fewest of these controls in place. On the other hand, industries like finance and insurance, and even manufacturing, tend to do a bit better and they're a bit more secure when it comes to these particular controls. So what should companies then be doing? So the first thing they need to do is understand what they have in place today. The risk manager may not know themselves, so they should go to the IT staff or whoever is appropriate to find out. Let's go through these key controls and see which ones are in place. Then they, once they have this inventory, they can understand, okay, I didn't do these three things. Now let's look at the potential benefit of doing the three things. Maybe one of them is super beneficial and the other two are moderately beneficial, but then there's the cost component. Of course, there's limited cyber budgets at companies, so they have to understand maybe the, the very most beneficial thing is very expensive, 
but the second and third most beneficial things are pretty easy and, and less expensive to do. So perhaps for this company, it makes sense to do those, those next two things. For other companies, maybe the highest importance thing is actually the least expensive, and that's the one to do right away. So it's really a full cost-benefit analysis is what we would encourage our clients to do. Understand, here's the benefit, here's the cost, and then make a more data-driven and informed decision. Do you think companies understand their risk? I would like to say yes, but unfortunately, only the, a few companies are truly savvy enough to understand it properly. In fact, I'll admit, until we did this study, we were mainly talking about expert judgment. Now we have data to back up that expert judgment. And in many cases, in fact, most cases, it agreed with the expert judgment. But now instead of saying MFA is important, multi-factor authentication, or email protection is important, or firewall is important, which they are, we can say how important they are. And I think that's the step advance here. And companies, even just reading through the study, can become more savvy immediately. And then as they start to implement that in their practice, they can become even more savvy and tr start to make more informed decisions. What are some of the risks that you're looking at, that you're seeing, that are on your mind? There's a lot of issues, and, and the bad actor is going to exploit the weakest link. So that's why we've ranked ordered these controls. Ransomware is still a big deal. We were hoping it was going to go away, but it really hasn't gone away. Certainly traditional, traditional data breaches are still a, a big problem for companies that store records of people or uh, medical records, social security numbers, and that, that type of thing. Um, but th there's more emerging types of risks as well, things that bleed over into the physical world, operational technology. If you're running a factory, there's a chance that your factory could be hacked. If you're running an offshore platform or a ship or some sort of transportation company, there's real-world physical things that we're starting to see more of. Vehicle hacking, hacking of critical infrastructure, power grids. These are things that are keeping us and our clients up at night, and we're working to start to quantify those now, too. And I would imagine it's only going to get worse, being that we're a more connected world. Unfortunately, yes. As, as we build models that help understand what the threat is today, the bad actors are always thinking about what they want to do next. And indeed, they're usually a step ahead of the good, the good folks. So it'll take some time for us to catch up to them. Uh, but we will, over time. And we will try to make the, more, the world more resilient by quantifying the risk and, and hopefully showing companies where to, to spend the money the best way. Scott Stransky, always a pleasure to speak with you. Thanks for having me. And from Risk World in Atlanta, I'm John Weber for I Am Best TV. Looking to get the full attention of the insurance industry? We have the platforms that will do just that. Whether it be AM Best TV, AM Best Audio, Best Review Magazine, or Best Day. Find out more by calling AM Best Advertising Sales at 908-439-2200, extension 5399, and have a great day.